I want you all to rise to your feet. And with a clap, giving honor to our pastor and our shepherd. I want us to receive Bishop Eddie Faber. All around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. All around. All around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. Let the nation say. Let the nation sing, let the people shout. Let your kingdom come, pour your spirit out. Manifest, manifest your love. Manifest, manifest your love. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. Come on, we're dancing. Oh, somebody put your hands together like this. Let the nation sing. Let the nation sing. Let the people shout. Let your kingdom come, pour your spirit out. Manifest, manifest your love. How many want God to manifest His love? Manifest, manifest your love. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. Hallelujah, put your hands together for Jesus. Are you excited to be in church this morning? I am also blessed to be here to see all of you, amen. You're welcome to our power and wisdom service. Hallelujah. Oh, I thought you were going to clap your hands. This is our first service and is also our uh, English service. Amen. So, uh, in this service, just English throughout. But the second service, which is the prophetic encounter service, it is the, um, what we call it, English and then key, English. Okay. So, uh, that way you can be... Uh, part of it, if, if also you, you want to enjoy key, 
in the service. Amen. Amen. So you're all welcome. I believe that God has been good to us. He's given us a very good week. And um, we're going to begin another week. Amen. Amen. It's going to be a blessed week. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Let's take our memory verse quickly so that we can move on. Psalm 98, I believe, verse 1. Let's take it together and then we'll be moving on. Psalm 98 and verse 1. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we take it together? Ready, go. Psalm 98, verse 1. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm has gotten him the victory. Wow. How many believe that God has done marvelous things and he's going to do marvelous things in your life this week? Hallelujah. And he's given us the victory. Let's take it one more time. Ready, go. Psalm 98 verse 1. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm has gotten him the victory. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much this morning. Thank you for another awesome week that you have ushered us into. It's our prayer, Lord, that we'll enjoy of your goodness. That indeed it's a week that we shall be singing new songs unto you. Father, you're going to do marvelous things in our lives. And it's going to be a week of victory for us. We bless you. This morning we welcome you. As we gather, may your spirit work within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well that as we worship and as we sit at your feet, we'll be blessed because we came. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated. And um, I am still preaching from this book, what it means to become a shepherd. Because this year, the theme is the year of shepherding. Hallelujah. And um, it's one of the books in the Macarius. It's somewhere there, what it means to become a shepherd. Now, this book is a library of books written by our bishop, our prophet, Bishop Dagwood Mills, 60 books, just going for 300 Ghana cities. Actually, it's gone up. Uh, since we got it at that price, they haven't been able to change it. So you better get it because we just have a few copies left. So if you're getting it, just get it. All the books that we are preaching from, they are right there. So I want to encourage you to get it, and you'll be blessed. Amen. Now, I'm preaching from chapter 9 of the book, 15 Essential Features of Potential Shepherds. Hallelujah. If we say somebody has a potential, what does it mean? He has the ability. He has the qualities. He has the what? Capabilities. He has the what else? All the things that is needed to become. If a lady is a potential beloved, am I talking to somebody? If you have seen a lady who looks like a potential beloved, what does it, what does it mean? It means what? Oh, you have 
married, what did you see in your wife? I thought you would answer the question quickly. It means what? It means that she's marriageable. What else? It means what? Choosable. It means what? She has the qualities of a wife. Ah. Ah. So, maybe that's why some of you are not getting a beloved. He has a what? A qualities of a homemaker. Somebody who can take care of the home. She's mature. She has motherly whatever, qualities, and all that. These are all things. I'm just asking this just to see whether you understand the word potential. But it looks like <laughs> it's becoming a struggle. So, what we are also saying is that when it comes to shepherds, there are things that when we look at and when we see it on you, it's a sign that you can become a shepherd. That is all we are asking. Well, that's all we are saying. So, this morning... I'm going to share with you 15 essential features of potential shepherds. Uh, I don't think we're going to go, everything, go through everything. I mean, whatever we can do, we just do it. But I want you to see also in yourself whether these qualities are there, whether these uh, features are there in your life. And clearly, you can see that it's, it's, it's a sign that you're on the way to becoming a shepherd. Otherwise, if it's also not there, plan to make it be there so that it can help you to be a great shepherd. Hallelujah. So the first thing that we want to look at is a personal relationship with God. Anybody who is going to become a shepherd or will be a good shepherd must also have a personal relationship with God. Somebody say personal relationship. Oh, I cannot hear you say personal relationship. I think that the problem that we have these days is that there's a lot of corporate um, activities, things that involve a lot of people. And many people, when it comes to those things that we are coming to church, we're coming for a prayer meeting, uh, things that involve a lot of people, you find that is where we have quite a number of people whose lives flow in that direction. But when it comes to one-on-one, you versus God, there are few people who are like that. Just a few. Just a few. And um, sometimes it also limits the number of people who can be used by God. I mean... I may know you uh, in the church when we gather like this, but I can know you even better when I'm closer to you. My wife probably may be the best person who knows me, apart from God, (laughs) who knows me in a certain way more closer. Why? Because she has a one-on-one relationship with me. Some of you, even when we see you from afar, you you give us a certain impression of who you are. But if we should get close to you, there are even more things we'll begin to see that we'll be surprised. Yeah. I mean, you look holy, you look all that, but maybe when we get close to you, you have a very serious problem with anger. That you, you, you just blow up. The slightest thing, you are angry. One plug. 
and, and, and nobody is able to stay close to you. Sometimes when you see some of the sisters, they look so nice. I mean, sometimes when I look at ladies, I say, hey, I mean, can there be a problem with such people? I mean, they, they look okay as if they don't poo-poo, as if they don't do anything. Oh, brothers, am I the only one who thinks that way? Do you also sometimes when you see some sisters, you wonder, uh, is it possible that this one can be sitting on the toilet and, 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 and sometimes have a constipation and be trying to push it out? Is it possible? Because it looks so, you know. But when you get close to them, hey! I mean, sometimes when I meet some people and hear some of the issues, I say, hey! Yeah. So if you are choosing a wife and you just look at the external, you look at the lady's face and all that, you can easily make a mistake. You can choose somebody and later regret. Yeah. A lot of people have regretted them, people that they married. Oh, yes. You see, that's why you need to be led by the Spirit of God. Because it's the Holy Spirit who knows people really well. And who can direct you as to who to marry. But anyway, that's not what we are talking about. We are talking about a person who has a personal relationship with God. If you're going to be a good shepherd, you're, you're just like an ambassador who is representing God wherever you are. As you, as you teach people, as I stand here, I'm like an ambassador. I am representing God. I'm standing here. What, what does the Bible say? Give us that scripture again, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 1. You know, I'm standing here in the stead of God. I claim to have heard from God. And what God has for you, I am here to bring it to you. So, as I'm speaking, I must be somebody who has really communicated with God. Otherwise, I will just come and speak my mind. Which sometimes is a problem. People who don't have a relationship with God, they just come and speak their mind. But the Bible says that every high priest is taken from among men and is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. So, if you are here ordained for men in things pertaining to God, then it means that you must know God very well to come and tell us about God. We're, because we are just like you. All of us are together. So, how come you are telling us things? You are the one who has come to stand here and we are sitting down listening to you and you are talking to us. You must have certainly heard from God. You must have had a certain fellowship with God. That is why you can come and talk to us in that way. Are you getting it? So, if, if you are not somebody who has a personal relationship with God, you will not do well. You will not do well. And it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't have a personal relationship with God. No. I mean, when we say that, God has spoken to me. God told me this. A lot of people don't have that kind of relationship. And probably is the reason why your Christian life is the way it is. Because you live your life anyhow, and God has not spoken to you about anything. Yeah. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus said something. Very, very scary scripture. Each time I read it. And um, 
He said that not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of, the, of my Father which is in heaven. Yeah. Then he goes on to say in verse 22, he said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name have we not cast out devils? And in your name have we not done wonderful works? 23, it says that, and then I will profess unto them that I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Hey! I mean, is it possible that you are prophesying, you are, you are, you are casting out devils and all that, but he says he doesn't know you because, you see, you are working actually under the power of his name. That is why the things you are doing, they are working, but it's not because you really know him. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I can come and stand here and say things that the presiding bishop said, we should do this, we should do that, we should do that. And you will obey because you know that it's a command coming from the presiding bishop. But it may be that I don't have any relationship with him. And he may say, but I don't know you. But we, I heard others saying that, yes, you heard it and you are doing it, but I don't know you. And that is what can happen one day when we arrive in heaven. God can say, I don't know you. Jesus will say, I don't know you. So, but I was coming to church, but I don't know you. Oh, but I was in the choir, I don't know you. But I was walking around, I don't know you. He just doesn't know you. Because you don't spend time with him. You don't come to him and chat with him in every day. You just don't know him. And sometimes it even affects the way you do things because you don't even have a certain confidence about the one that you said. And it's, it's, it's a major problem. It's a major problem. It should not be that one day Jesus will look at you and say, I don't know you. Yeah. You know, one day the Bible says that there were some guys, they went to cast out some demons. They, they were called the sons of Sceva. I don't know if you've heard about them. They are in Acts, I think Acts chapter 7 or so, or Acts 19 and uh, verse 14. And the Bible says that these guys, they went to cast out some demons. And then when they arrived there, they were casting out the demons and they were saying, verse 15, they said, in the name of Jesus, whatever. And then the evil spirits answered them and said, Charlie, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but you, who are you? Where are you coming from? So these are guys who don't even have any relationship with God. But because they've heard that, oh, people are doing things, so we too, we are coming to do something. But it, 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 it's not like that. Like that. Even you find that the level of authority differs when it comes to how close people are with God. Hallelujah. And today God is calling for a personal relationship with Him. An intimate relationship with God. Yeah. 
it is lacking in the church today. People come to church, that, that we, we don't deny. I mean, there are a lot of people trooping into churches. But you can tell that they don't know God for themselves. And that is why people can, can tell you to do this and to do that. And, and you see masses following because they don't know God for themselves. They just take whatever is said and then that's it. People don't even go to church with Bibles anymore these days. Because there are screens there. When we come, they will put the screen, we will read it. If you like, check the next person sitting by you. You'll be shocked how many people didn't bring a Bible to church. People just walk out of their homes and then they just come. And when people are holding phones, and sometimes you may think they are just checking the scripture from the phone. No, they are reading their WhatsApp. And God comes into the church. He wants to have fellowship with his people. But other things have taken our minds away from God. And we don't have any time for God. At all. At all. I mean, one of the things that has happened which is very, very dangerous and it's affected us so much is the social media. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture once. Some people were, I think they, they have put a group of people years back who were sitting down and chatting. They, 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 they wrote, I think they wrote social media in, in this year and social media this year. And the social media those days, people gather in the evening by the fireside and they are chatting. That was the social media. And then today's social media, everybody's on his phone. Nobody's looking at his friend. Everybody's on his phone or tablet or whatever. And that's how the world has become. And we are doing the same thing to God. When we wake up in the morning, we used to sing... Early in the morning, early in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and praise the Lord. Oh, in the morning, early in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and praise. But this this is not so. This this is in the morning. Early in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and check my WhatsApp and charge my phone and read my messages and what? And check my status. No, we don't wake up in the morning to, like Benihin has the book, he calls it Good Morning Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. When you read the book, he says he had a revelation of how when he wakes up, he needs to have a certain encounter with the Holy Spirit. And so when he wakes up and then he just greets the Holy Spirit and he just moves into the presence of God. One time he said he was in his room just spending time. And when he came out of the room, the power with which he came out of the room, the mother he said the mother was standing there. The power swept her mother and she fell like that. He said, hey. No, we don't have that anymore because we don't 
have that relationship with God and walking with Him. No. Those intimate times are no longer there. But God is waiting every morning. He's waiting for you to come close. He wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to chat with you. He wants to talk with you. But somebody else is taking your time on the phone. Who has taken the place of God in your life? Such that you can't hear God anymore. God cannot speak to you. Before you enter into the day, there are things God wants to say to you, but we don't have any personal relationship with Him. Intimacy. James chapter 4 and verse 8. It says, Draw nigh to God. Draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. So the honors lies on you and I to wake up and draw near to God. That's a song we used to sing. Don't try to tell me that God is there. Something, something. I spoke to him this morning. Grace thrillers. Wow, you should sing that song. I just talked to him today. God is there. I spoke to him this morning. But we don't have that. We don't draw nigh to God. But God says, if you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. If you are going to be a good shepherd, come close to me. I have a lot of things to tell you about my sheep. When you come, you will hear it. But when you are far away, you will never hear my voice. You can never hear the things that I say to you. Say, draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. How would you even know that this and this is a sin? The only way you can know, when you come close to God, you begin to see things. This is not good. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. That's the only way we can know the things, because when you come to him, you begin to see yourself. And who you are. And that's why when you read the Bible, all these great men of God who had fellowship with God, each time they came close, you could see. David, when he came close, Isaiah, he said, Woe is me, for I'm undone. He could see himself who he was. As soon as you come close to God, you begin to see exactly where you stand. Because sometimes you have a certain feeling about yourself, you feel very good. But as soon as you come before God, you see that, hmm, no, 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 I'm not as I think I am. And then you begin to make corrections. So by the time you come out, you are looking good and you are looking okay to face the day. Bishop says here, without a personal relationship with God, you are going nowhere and you cannot be a shepherd. A disciplined person who has consistent prayer and personal Bible study shows a deep relationship with God. And your reading and study of ministry, ministry-related books, complements Bible study and it's a good sign. Now, people who are like that, 
One of the things about them, they, they listen to tapes. They listen to preaching messages. When you talk to them, you can see that they, they, they refer to something they read, something they listen to. They have a relationship with God. And another thing about them is that they have their quiet time. Quiet time. I think we should have one of those books there. Can you check for me? Quiet time. Yes. Quiet time. Let me, let me, let me go into that. Now, there's a book. It's also here. It's also here. <laughs> All the books that are here, we display them there. So if you, if you don't know what is there. But you will find that in this book, Bishop talks about different people who had quiet times with God. And these are the people that we, 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 we read about and we read about in the Bible. Moses had quiet time with God in Exodus 34. Bible says in verse 1, The Lord said to Moses, Heal thee two tables of stone, like unto the first, and I will write upon these tables the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest. And be ready in the morning. Be ready in the morning. And come up in the morning unto Mount Sinai and present yourself there to me in the top of the mount. And no man shall come with you. Neither let any man be seen throughout all the mount. Neither let the flocks nor heads feed before that mount. So God is saying in the morning, I want you to be ready for me. I want to have fellowship with you. Like a husband will tell the wife, get yourself ready because I want to have fellowship with you. I know why you are very quiet, but listen. In the same way, God also wants to have fellowship with you. And when does he want to have fellowship? In the morning. In the morning. Early in the morning. Go back to verse 1. In the morning, make yourself ready. Pharisees, make yourselves ready. You, you don't have people waking up in the morning to pray anymore. Now, I, I, I cannot be doing that for you every day. I, I just pick one or two days just to show you how it is done. But you must be able to wake up yourself and look for God yourself. And he said, nobody comes with you but you alone. Come before me. Mark one thirty five. Bible says that, and a great while before day, that means early in the morning, Jesus went to a solitary place and there he prayed alone in the morning. In the morning. You find David, Psalm 3 and verse 5. He said what? Early in the morning will I seek you. He said, I will lift up my voice to you. Early in the morning, I lay me down and I slept and I wait for the Lord to sustain me. And then he said what? Verse 6. I will not be afraid. It's not the scripture I'm looking for. Is it 5-3 or 3-5? Sometimes the scriptures, you know. But he said, I will lift up my voice in the morning unto you. And I will cry to you. 5-3. Sometimes scriptures, no, not a He said what? My voice shall you hear in the morning. 
How come God doesn't hear your voice in the morning? How come he doesn't have you come before him and worship him? Tell him how much you love him. And talk to him. Pray unto him. He said, you will hear my voice, oh Lord, in the morning. He repeated it. The thing is, there's something about the morning. It's good to start the day with God. Before the devil takes over the day. Many people don't have their quiet time anymore. In the morning, we are rushing. We are rushing. We are moving. Where are you going to? Without God. Sometimes as students, we rise up and we are off going to lectures. God, I I, I will see you. eh? I will see you, God. I will see you. And you go without God. How do you expect to make it? Spend some time with God. If it means waking up earlier than the time you wake up, because sometimes the time you wake up, it doesn't allow you to prepare, have time with God before you go for lectures or you go for whatever you are doing. So it means wake up a bit earlier so you can spend some time with God and then you can go out. But when you wake up late, you're always in a hurry. Lord, I'll see you. I'll be back, Lord. Keep waiting for me. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I don't have time, God. I got to go. But these guys were not like that. This man was a king. But he said, my voice. My voice. My voice. You will hear in the morning. From today, may God hear your voice in the morning. From today, may you lift up your voice and worship Him. From today, may you speak to God. May God hear words coming from your house or your room. How come we don't hear? In the morning, I direct my prayer unto you. And I will look up. Looking up is a sign of expectation. In other words, my help, I don't have anybody to help me. You are the only one who can help me. And so, Lord, as I go through the day, I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord God Almighty who made the heavens and the earth. For then he will be a shade at your right hand. He will watch over you. He that watched and keepeth you will not sleep nor slumber. And he will watch over you. All of them, they had quiet times with God. They spent time in God's presence. How can we don't? You know, when you have your quiet time, seven things happen during your quiet time. Number one, you develop the most important relationship of your life. I, I don't think there's any relationship more important than the relationship with God. It's the most important. The more you spend time with somebody, the better the relationship is. Yeah. And if you spend time with a, a, if a lady, you spend time with a man so long or a guy... You spend time with a lady so long, you begin to develop something for the person. That's why you shouldn't be encouraging certain relationships. Because as you keep spending time with the person, with time, you see that you are beginning to like the person. Yeah. 
And sometimes some of those things are not really real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. One time I heard a gentleman was singing with a lady. They've been singing together, singing together, singing together. And, and, and I heard that they were married. You know, but when I looked at the two of them, I, I, I knew that this thing, it, it, it would not work. It was just because they'd been singing together. That's why he felt that he liked her. But, but it's just the singing. That's it. And I wasn't surprised. After some time, they, they, they divorced. And people say, hey, we are shocked. These two people, I was not shocked at all. Because anybody you spend time with, you begin to like the person. It's a natural law. As you spend time with somebody, spend time, spend time, you begin to like. So, if you know you are not prepared for anything, don't be spending too much unnecessary time with certain people. Sometimes you find some brother sleep with a sister, and he say, I, I don't want you anymore. And the person is surprised. You don't want me. Because there was nothing, really. It's just the time we were spending together, that's why. So be careful who you spend time with. But when you spend time with God, it's not a relationship that's a wasted relationship. It's not one that you, you'll be disappointed. It's one that will change your life forever. It's one that will make you a better person. Yeah. There are some people when you work with them, Charlie, your life will become something. But God, when you walk with God, that's a better relationship to develop. And I'm showing you early in the morning, every day. Early in the morning is what time? Because Jesus said a great while before day. So a great while before day is what time? What time? Four o'clock? Three o'clock? Two, I mean, it depends on you, but maybe for somebody, five o'clock is a great while before day because normally you wake up like eight o'clock. So, five o'clock is a great while before day. You know, but four o'clock is a good time to wake up. Set an alarm. You know, and one of the things I realized when you tell the Holy Ghost to wake you up, He'll wake you up. He does it for me all the time. Sometimes I intentionally set the alarm and then I tell the Holy Ghost to wake me up. Three minutes to the time, then He'll wake me up. Every time he wakes me up before the alarm, I said, The Holy Ghost is wow. <laughs> Having your quiet time, number two, will make you develop the most important personal habit of all time. They are habits, but this one is the best. Brushing your teeth is a, is a habit, it's a good one. And you need to brush your teeth and brush it well. Use correct toothbrush. If your toothbrush is old, when you, when you speak, you see people dodge. You sometimes you wonder why they are dodging like this. And many times they will not tell you. But, but the sense that is coming out of your mouth. So make sure after some time you change your toothbrush. Even recently, I saw a video, I sent it to you. Towels. You have no idea what are in the towels that we use. Use a good one. Maybe you can have two. One for your tongue and one for your teeth. Because the tongue too has things on it. No, but church is not just preaching. We teach you life. We teach you things. So. <laughs> That's a good habit. But I'm showing you a better habit. Have your quiet time. 
have a nice relationship with God in the morning. Every day, spend quality time. Number three, during your quiet time, you draw near to God, and He draws near to you. Draw nigh to God, James 4, verse 8, and He will draw nigh to you. And you are somebody that God is near you. Yeah. When we come close to you, we don't smell uh, Giorgio Armanio perfume or uh, what are some of the perfumes that they use? Versace and other things. But we smell God. And if you're a sister and brothers are always calling you, calling you, and, and they are calling and you feel that you are so special. You are not. Bishop Dark says that you are like watching. Watching because, you see, people feel that they are, they are, they are, they are, everybody is calling me so I'm very distinct. But everybody is watching because watching is cheap. Affordable. If you are thinking that because I am great, that's why everybody is coming. How about the watching? It's just because it's cheap. That's why everybody is eating the watching. But it doesn't mean the watching is great. It's affordable. If you get Willie, one CD, and, and, and some Talia, and uh, Charlie, you are okay. So you have become like watching with Talia. And brothers are calling you. If you have brothers calling you too much, there's a sign that there's something around you which is not spiritual. They, they should not be calling you too much. When brothers see you, they must be afraid of you. Brothers, don't you see that there are some sisters, when you see them, you are afraid. To, there are some too, you see that, a frefreo, a frefreo. Yeah. There's a difference. It's not every sister you can go near. You know, when you see that, Charlie, this one... Number four, a quiet time will make you read the most important book in the world. Have your quiet time. When you read your... Matthew 7 that I read for you. What was my quiet time? I'm just sharing my quiet time with you. When, Lord, 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 I will tell you I don't know you. Number five, a quiet time is your personal school of the word. John 16, 12. I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth and will show you things to come. Jesus said, I have many things to say to you, but that is why we come to church all the time. Because there are many things God wants to say, but we can't say everything at once. So every week when you come, you say small. Today I'm just giving you quiet time. Small. Go with that in the morning when you wake up. Spend time with God. Just small message. Next week when you come, there will be another thing. So can you imagine every day when you go to God, He will give you small. Give you small. You will be full of the word. Full of the word. Quiet time, you increase in your personal knowledge of the scriptures. Second Peter 1.5 says that add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And number seven, during your quiet time, you experience the presence of God. Once you get close to Him, He'll be near you. You'll be walking with Him. That day, Ben Him, He said, He said when He was leaving there, He said, Holy Ghost, let's go. As He moved, He said His mother was, I think she was ironing or something, she was just thrown. The presence of God can be with you. It's better than anything you can have. Psalm 16 verse 11, it says that you will show me the path of life. 
presence, there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Who will show you the path of life? It's the presence of God. Once he is there with you, he will show you which way to go. Bible says you hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Turn in. Turn here. Turn here. We have made many mistakes because the presence of God is not with us. But when you have your quiet time in the morning, you enter the day with the presence of God. He will tell you, this business is not a good business. Don't enter. This car is not a good car. Sometimes people say, I, I, I felt that I shouldn't do it. It's the presence of God that speaks to you. And I pray that we're going to develop a personal relationship. Not just what somebody is saying, but that you know God for yourself. When that prophet came to ask the prophet Micaiah, how did you know that? When did the Holy Ghost lead, you to, lead me to come and speak to you? As if he's a custodian of the Holy Spirit. He said, when I went into my closet, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. May you go into your closet. May the Spirit of the Lord speak to you. Stand to your feet. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. As I come into your presence, past the gates of praise, into your sanctuary, Till we stand in face to face upon your countenance, I see the fullness of your grace, and I can only bow down and say, You are awesome. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of my praise. To you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome. You are awesome. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Mighty God. Lift up your voice and sing it. You can I cannot hear the keyboard in the speakers. I'm a You are worthy of our praise. To you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place. Oh, yes. He can be near you. He can be close to you. You can have a personal relationship with God as you come to Him every day. Oh, yes. Pass the gates of praise and come into the Holy of Holies and have time with God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just talk to God in a minute. Just pray. That nothing will keep you away from God. That you will spend time in His presence. Oh yes, talk to Him. 
Pray that in the morning your phone will not take you away from him. Your friends that are calling you will not take you away from him. Your school, your work, and the things that you're engaging will not take you away from him. You will spend time in his presence. Oh yes. A great while before thee. Just talk to him. Pray for grace. To be able to wake up early in the morning. Spend time in prayer. Spend time calling on the Lord. Spend time talking to him. Oh, we love you, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. We long to spend time in your presence, Lord. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Oh, we worship you. And right now, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe you are here, somebody invited you to church. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. Today, if you are here, you know you don't have a personal relationship with God. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to begin this journey of walking with God and walking with Jesus. If you are here like that, you want to surrender your heart to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Let it up. Lift it up. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Just move out of your seat and come to me in front here. Come, my brother. Come, my sister. Come all the way. Clap for them as they come. Come to the Lord. Jesus. Give him your life today. Give him your life today. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. Those of you in front, just lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender. I want you to pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today, I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I am yours. And you are mine. I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen.